I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL? I did. I truly laughed out loud. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. (laughs) Is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is 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 life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. Well, hello. I'm so glad you're listening. And thank you so much for everyone who's taken some time to send me a message either on Facebook or at lifewithlisawilliams.com to let me know that you're listening. You're so encouraging like that. Thank you. Last night, I got a text message from Morgan Smith, who works in Portland. She does a morning show in Portland on The Fish. And she said that she'd been listening sometimes early in the morning, early, early in the morning. And so if you're listening, Morgan, I just want to say thank you. And I want to tell a story about Morgan. She was very kind to me. In June, I was at The Fish and I was uh, on the air with uh, Morgan and Nelson and helping to tell the stories from World Concern and how they help children around the world. And I was sharing some of my uh, personal life with Morgan and just telling her some things I was going through. And we were talking about how much a particular Crowder song was uh, so important to us. And I told her how much I love the song. She asked me if I had the CD and I said no. And then before I left, she gave me the CD And it was just a small act of kindness. She had no idea that from that point forward, I listened to nothing else for the rest of June, July, August. That CD over and over and over again, it ministered to the deepest parts of my soul. There's that one line on the Neon Steeple CD where it says, Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. And those words in my life, thank you, Morgan. (laughs) Thank you for being kind to me. You never know, right? You never know how a small act of kindness can really make a difference in somebody's life. It really inspires me just to be nice today because of Morgan Smith. She's an inspiration. And speaking of inspirations, hopefully you'll get inspired by something that Dwight has to say today. Dwight Bain is a life coach and a counselor, an author, a speaker, and he has stopped his busy day to spend some time with you and me today. On a typical day, what have you been doing? Like, what, what have you been doing today before now? Um, I coach on some days, and some days I, you know, I, I work as a counselor helping people figure mm-hmm. stuff out. And, and some days uh, I'm just trying to get through the day. But <laughs> on all days, I'm, I'm thankful for God's goodness. Some days are long, but mm-hmm. I don't get exhausted because when you're doing what you believe that God equipped you to do, uh, your body gets tired but your soul just shines because you're so um, in the zone of this is what I was born to do. And that's really, you know, especially my work in coaching, that's what I want to see individuals be able to find uh, and, and to answer. What were you born to do? What is your purpose? What did God equip you to do? What is your skill set? What are your natural talents? What are your interests? What's important to you? What are your core values? What are your beliefs? And then you line all those things up and you're able to go, this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, Lisa, when you and I talked about life with Lisa Williams in this podcast, mm-hmm. it was, this is what I'm supposed to do. And when you're doing what you're supposed to do, yep, there are long days, but you're able with a with a sense of internal drive and power to say, but I'm supposed to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think that rolls over 
for you know maybe moms who are listening or dads who are listening because it's easy uh, to get so burned out. I just I think of especially parents with young newborn babies who and it's so stressful and it's so exhausting. But if we're always able to come back to this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It just keeps us in the zone and it gives us a new energy inside. Since I've started the podcast and I talked to Dwight about it in January and February is when the dream became formed. And um, since I've been doing it, Dwight, I feel so alive. I stay up late working on it and I don't feel tired. Well, and I look at the opposite, though. When somebody's outside of the zone, now all of a sudden stuff starts to fall apart. And I think that's where people get into trouble because they're trying to make something work that just isn't going to work or they're trying to force something or they're uh, somehow trying to, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, work at this job to pay the rent. And sometimes people work so hard instead of just stepping back and remembering, okay, if it's that hard, let's figure out what's going on. And that's kind of a counseling question. You know, sometimes, you know, people are busy fighting and blaming and shaming and I'll say, oh, wait a minute, hold, hold the phone. What do you think's really happening here? What do you think would really solve the problem? What do you think the biggest source of stress is? If they're able to answer that question, then they can take strategic action to change it. And I found when people are really mad and fussing and fuming, they're not at the core of what's going on. When you're at the core of brokenness, you move from you know being angry and moody and mad to just weepy and sad and grieving. And you're able to say, this is the source of my brokenness and this is the source of my pain. Then you can move forward into healing. When somebody's able to deal with the source of their addiction or the source of, of their anger at everybody else and, and, and solve that, it becomes absolutely transformational. One person who's listening, they're thinking, I don't feel joy in what I'm doing. I do it because I have to. I'm not in that pocket that you described of feeling just so happy that I get to do what I do, but I don't see any way out of that. Yeah. So when somebody's in a situation like that, uh, what I like to do is, you know, first I always like to say, okay, take a breath. Remember there really is a God. He really is in control. And we've all, you know, done things at different times in our lives, different jobs, because we had to, you know, pay the rent, which comes right. due at the first of the month. And so in the process of all that, there's a concept uh, that I, that I believe in called moving from a day job to a dream job. And a day job is what you do to, you know, take care of your family and, and pay the rent and, you know, put gas in your car. It's just a day job. But to not be frustrated with that because it's just temporary while you're getting equipped. And that's why it's so important to be learning, to be stretching, to be growing, to take coursework. In most communities, there are free courses available at the library or there's a website called edx.org. And then there are different places you can go online and take college classes from Harvard and MIT and Stanford and University of Texas, uh, or you can take training classes. I mean, there's so much information that's available. And then taking all that time that you saved by not watching old Friends reruns on Netflix and being, <laughs> and being able to say, you know what, I want to get equipped. I mean, think about it, Lisa. We'll use you as a life lesson because you had to learn a lot about podcasting. And yep. you had to, to go online, you had to watch some YouTube videos, and you had to go to some websites, and you had to get outside of your comfort zone. But in the process of all that, you know, because we're still talking about moving from a day job to a dream job, you get that dream in mind, and then you start mapping out a way to get there. And then you find some friends and community, and then you have some other people that you, you say, hey, can you help me to get there? And, and you talk, and you encourage, and, and, and you lay your heart out, and you get vulnerable. 
I encourage people, talk about your dream. Talk about what you want to do one day. Talk about what you're you know, going to do when you grow up. But it's not mm-hmm. just what you're going to do when you grow up because it's about saying, uh, I'm already who I want to be when I grow up. I've already got the character development. I've already got God's spirit inside. So already I'm who I want to be. And now I'm just walking out the steps. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, tomorrow, one of my closest friends, a dear radio friend, is going to be our guest. And he is between jobs now. And he has something he says he wants to share about the waiting time. And so I go back to this thing you said where there is a God. And so when it comes to dreams, you know, um, surrendering your life to God, surrendering your dreams to God, and then waiting on him and listening to him, I know is paramount. And then once you do have directions, moving is also a tough thing. Like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to step out. I mean, it took a lot of courage to be frank for me to create the podcast. I felt like I was stepping out saying, look at me, look what I'm doing. And there were days I was like, I'm not going to do this. This is not a good idea. I'm going to be embarrassed, you know, but, but knowing what God wanted me to do, character development in process, and then stepping out. And so all those things take time, right? Not just running forward, I guess is what I'm thinking. Well, it it takes time. But as you said that, I had to smile because, um, so there's this kid, Canadian, single parent family. His name was Justin. He played six instruments and he was kind of nerdy and geeky because he played all these six instruments. So he made YouTube videos. And he just struck out and said, you know, I'm going to play this music. Kind of made his own music. Of course, fast forward, uh, that person was Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, yeah. (laughs) And so maybe, you know, maybe you are the Justin Bieber of podcasting. Maybe because you got an early start. (laughs) And because you did not have the fear about starting, that one day we're going to see you playing the drums and moonwalking backwards with your hat turned sideways. (laughs) Do I just liken me to Justin Bieber? You're a b- believer, you know, and I'm making the heart shape right <laughs> now yeah, my, and, and the heart shape with my hands, right? You know, it's like, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, it does take all of these elements, right? It's all of these elements. It's good to have a life coach on the show, you know, because you say things that are like, yeah, oh yeah, I see that in my past. I need that in my present. I want that for my future. You know, there's a lot of processes. And so I want people more than anything, Dwight, to just be God seekers and God hearers and then God followers. So we go from getting the character, getting the stuff on the inside right so that we are already who we want to be, the man, the woman that God designed us to be, that we're living uh, with a sense of peace inside. All right, so you get who I want to be on track and then the what I want to do with my life. And that it, that does flow out of your past life experiences and it does flow out of the the different jobs that you've had, the, the different you know, mission trips you've been on. There's there's a whole series of, of experiences that God has used to equip you. So when somebody says, you know, I really want to do this, and then they kind of go, oh, but I could never do that. Then, because I, I, you know, I, I read biographies and I like to, 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 to look at certain people's stories and say, you know what, um, Tyler Perry, you know, his dad, his stepdad was abusive. His mom took him to church every week. He was kind of given up on everything he sees in Uh, a television show on the uh, Oprah Winfrey TV show. And they talked about journaling out your dreams. And so he journaled out his dreams, but he had a lot of pain inside. And in the process of journaling out the pain and then journaling out his dreams, he actually wrote a screenplay called diary of a mad black woman, where he introduced Hmm. a character named Medea. 
And Medea is kind of a silly personification of his grandmother. But all that flowed out of where an author said, you ought to have a journal where you journal out pain. And then once you get the pain out of the way, then you start to journal out the dreams. And so he did that. And I think a lot of people in North America have heard of Tyler Perry, but they would have never heard of him had he not written down and just gotten a pen and just started letting those things flow out. And so we know that everybody who's listening, you know, when we talk about these, the, the issue of, you know, are you doing what you really want to do? Um, maybe there's some pain in the way. And so you pour that pain out. In the Psalms, David writes, this poor man cried out and God heard him and delivered him from all of his fears. So I pour out the pain because I believe that the creative spark inside of each person listening, there's something they want to do, something they maybe feel called to do, born to do, and to be able to, to get moving in that direction. You get the pain and the problems out of the way, and then here's what happens. There's this incredible freedom inside. And that's why sometimes, even though you may not have all the, the financial resources to do the things you want to do, there's a peace inside. There's no panic because that peace inside is deeply spiritual. And, and the God of the heavens is quite capable of making the phone ring at just the right time, opening the door at just the right time. It's sort of like God waits on us to get ready. And then, ah, look, here, the blessing that you've been praying for. It was just waiting on you. The thought of wasting a life, frittering it away because you don't seek him, surrender to him, and figure out why you're here, that is such a travesty to me. And think about the people who spend so much time being mad, being resentful, being bitter, being full of hatred. I hate that boss. They fired me. And they spend all their time on, on all these negative emotions instead of saying, how can these difficult life experiences shape my character. Okay, what was the dream the whole time? I mean, remember, Lisa, Walt Disney got fired from his first newspaper job because the newspaper editor said, you're not creative enough. Not creative enough. <laughs> and they fired him. <laughs> I promise you, there are going to be people who try to steal your dream. They rain on your parade. I've got a cupcake with sprinkles, and they come and try to take it from me. I mean, there, there are a lot of cupcake stealing people in the world. But when somebody's able to step back and say, I'm supposed to do this, and instead of being mad at you, I'm just going to focus on what am I supposed to do? And letting the haters hate, to quote the great philosopher Taylor Swift, and being able to step <laughs> back and say, you know, haters going to hate, hate, hate. I'm just going to shake, shake, shake it off, right? <laughs> I, can, I can see you shaking your hands right now. It's like, okay, all right, here we go. Shake it off. But, but instead of carrying all this negative, you know, I'm mad at my last boss. I'm mad at, you know, this person that, you know, that I was married to once. They were so terrible. You can carry that around for the rest of your life. But the pain gets in the way of your purpose. You don't want that. You don't want the pain to get in the way of your purpose. You want to have your cupcake with sprinkles on it. You know, so hopefully there's something today that was for you or for somebody that you love and you can share it with them from Dwight Bain's heart. And to learn more about Dwight, you can go to DwightBain.com or just come on over to LifeWithLisaWilliams.com and click on Dwight's picture and you can hear um, different things that he's been sharing on the show. And so in these last few minutes, I wanted to tell you one of the very first times that I remember being funny. Because yesterday, somebody said to me, you know, Lisa, you're funny, and you should be more funny on your show. Just feel free to be funny sometimes. And, and that's a good friend of mine who said it, and I can read between the lines a little bit because I tend to be 
a little heavy <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> anyway, that, see, that was kind of funny, but I wasn't trying to be funny. I just, you know, it was a play on words and I heard it in my brain. So I said it anyway. Uh, yeah, they, they, they gave me permission to be more funny. Um, well, that really messed with my mind because it's been the same thing for a long time for me. Like if someone invites me to come speak at a women's event, they think, oh, Lisa's coming. She's so funny. Then when I get there, it's just never funny because there's an intensity to the way I click. And so I just like deep things. I like going really deep. And that's been probably reflective in a lot of the shows that we've had so far. And so I started thinking about being funny and uh, my brain's kind of been tripping all over it for about 24 hours. Um, <laughs> and I thought of this and just wanted to tell you this quick story before you have to go. Uh, when I was in second grade, my mom decided that she wanted me to be in a beauty pageant, like the the Miss Cinderella pageant. And so, you know, she bought me all these cute little dresses and she put me in a pageant. And all these other girls were like pageant girls. I mean, they had the look as a second grader. They had the dresses. They had the hair. And I was just kind of, you know, me. <laughs> and they had this one moment in the pageant where backstage they interviewed us and our parents weren't there. And they were just asking us questions and writing down the answers. And so then when we walked out on the stage in front of all these people, we had to walk down this long, you know, plank, gang plank. I don't know what you call it. The runway. We had to walk down this long runway in the middle of the crowd, stop at the end, pivot, and then come back. <laughs> it was my one and only pageant of my life, by the way, just second grade. I never did it again after this. So in the interview process, they'd asked me some questions. And then while I was walking, they began to, with the microphone, announce to the entire crowd about me. And all the other little girls had been like, this is Sally. She wants to be a brain surgeon. And this is Ashley. She wants to be an astronaut. And so I'm walking and they say, I remember this so clearly. This is Lisa Jones. And when she grows up, she wants to be a waitress so she can eat all the macaroni and cheese she wants. <laughs> that's what I said and when that was spoken over the speakers everyone in the building began to laugh and so I'm walking and everyone's laughing and I remember so clearly my mind thinking I'm funny that was funny but I don't know why but I made people laugh. That was funny. <laughs> so from the very first time I can remember being funny, all I did was analyze why was that funny. Even as a second grader, I thought way too much. So I don't know if I'll ever be funny, really. It's not my goal. I, I don't really know if I can articulate my goal in these last few seconds. I just want to be a friend. I want to be someone who's real in your life. I want to invite conversations into your space that are authentic. And along the way, I am positive we are going to have some fun. Maybe we'll have an opportunity to all get together somewhere in America sometime down the road. And maybe we'll laugh a lot and eat yummy food and talk about Jesus and sing lots of songs. I don't know. I imagine us having a time to get together and really laugh until we cry and pee in our pants. <laughs> but, but it, you know, it's not today. And on that note, <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful day. 
Thank you for sharing 20 minutes of your life with me. Thank you to Paul Goldsmith, who's the executive producer of Life with Lisa Williams. I like to thank him every day because there would be no podcast if it wasn't for Paul's encouragement for the last few years to do this and, uh, you know, encouraging me every day. So I really appreciate Paul and hashtag thanks for listening.